I don't know what to do with myself anymore. Wait, that implies I knew what to do with myself before. It's been over a week. I can't cry anymore. I just hollowly stare at random objects, thinking, Martin will never touch this again. He will never invent anything again, and... It's been over a week, and I don't feel much better. I... I still haven't been to college again, and with every day, I feel more guilty. I feel like... Like I owe it to Martin to do something with my life, to use... I don't even know what. And I... I owe it to Audrey to... function, I guess. She still has no clue what's going on, and I keep shutting her out. I thought it would feel good after all the distance she put between us. But I feel horrible. I want my big sister. I want to be able to confide in her. I don't even know if she'd have been against Martin if she had known what he did. I don't know what she'd do if she knew what I've been... I'm... I'm so ashamed of myself. I, I should have been more upfront. I should have asked for help with Gordon when I first noticed something was off. Losing Martin, it, it just shows me that I can't do this alone. But now, I'm scared. My own sister. It's, it's horrible. I am horrible. I'm. <sighs> Gordon's been attempting to get a hold of me all week, and I've been increasingly more scared, worried. He'll. I don't know catch up on the fact that I don't love him? My routine is built around avoiding him. At first he just texted, and in my responses I did my best to sound, well, rattled and in need of some alone time, yet not too distant to seem, well, terrified. But Monday he started calling, leaving voice messages how I hadn't been at college and if I was okay. He waited for me at my college. I... Again, I soothed him with texts. I didn't think I could hear his voice without... I saw him only once this week. I don't know what urge was stronger, to turn around and run until my legs gave out, or walk up to him and put him in a chokehold that I knew for a fact he can't get out of. I was out walking. I did that a bunch before seeing Gordon that time. To clear my head, get out of the apartment that was mostly Martin, get out of that headspace of if he'll never be back, and that's all my fault. And whenever I went out, I'd also go for food. I, I eventually realized Martin really wouldn't want me starving myself, but I couldn't get myself to cook anything, so I've been effectively spending every day, every meal I manage to get down, eating out. At this point, my expenses are outrageous anyway, and I'm about to be bankrupt. Screw it. Like, that's a prevalent worry at the moment. Anyway, on Wednesday, I was just about to come back home, when I saw him, waiting by my apartment building. It was strange, he... he almost didn't seem to be waiting for me. He was waiting for... someone else? I backed up, pushed down both my initial urges, and, well, spied on him. He eventually got a phone call that he ended quite unsatisfied. After that, he was on edge, angry about something, but he was also in a different kind of anticipation. Like, now that the matter was sorted, he was waiting for me. I didn't stick around to confront him and find out. I prayed to whoever would listen that he'd be gone later and continued walking. I ended up getting a haircut. Weird, I know, but I needed something to do. I'd been at Audrey's on Tuesday and hung out with her uncomfortably for a while. 
don't get me wrong, it was nice. It's just, I know she has a secret. She knows I have a secret. I know she's staying home more often for me, leaving Liverpool less protected. And of all the things I thought I'd feel bad for, that was not one of them. But I did. And I didn't feel like repeating that. So I guess I just saw the hair saloon and... I thought of Martin and suddenly desperately wanted a new hairstyle. I got them trimmed to about chin length. I haven't had short hair in years, I'd totally forgotten how wavy it was when short. I felt much lighter after, too. Not just my head, but generally lighter somehow. So I was in a much better mood when I went home after getting some pizza, and Gordon was gone too. Which was nice, but... Well, yesterday I stayed in, and he came back again. All the way up to the door. And that's when I realized he'd gotten in here before he could do it again. I, I felt trapped. I didn't know what to do. Until I remembered that Martin's door was basically soundproof. And as long as I took the key he hid in the kitchen with me, probably Gordon-proof. So as quietly as possible, with my heart beating up to my throat, I managed to get the bundle of keys from the locked box in the kitchen. My hands were so shaky it took me, like, forever to pick the stupid lock open again. Thankfully, somehow, Gordon hadn't come through the door yet. He was being silent, though, so I didn't know what he was doing and how much time I still had. But I knew he could get in. He had done so twice before, after all. I managed to hurry to Martin's room, so close to dropping everything and just having a panic attack. A bit unreasonable, maybe, but it just felt like I was running for my life. Closing that door, or rather, those doors, behind me silently was probably the hardest thing I've ever done. I was sweating by the time the secret soundproof double door was closed, and I just broke down. The fact that Gordon was only a few feet away, but couldn't get to me, couldn't even hear me. The only downside was that I couldn't hear him either. I eventually got a message from him asking where I was all day. I almost told him I'd been at Audrey's, but then I remembered what happened to the last person I foolishly kept using as an excuse, and and I, I told him I was spontaneously invited to a party by one of my college mates and couldn't bring a date because they were at max capacity for people. I'm pretty sure he bought that, so nameless college buddy, you're my new excuse, I guess. That way, no one's in danger. Except me. I haven't left Martin's room for longer than ten minutes at a time since then. Once to let in the delivery guy bringing me my Chinese food, and once to get my recording stuff. It's like my safe haven. And I thought seeing Martin's stuff would be painful. And it is, but also strangely comforting. I've been going through some of it, some of his records and stuff. My name popped up a few times because he wrote down every time we worked on something together. I think. I haven't read far yet. And it is very much Martin's speech. Meaning he wrote in a way he understands. Me, not necessarily so much. It did feel like snooping in his diary a bit, but it just feels like... Like we were close when I read these. Like we still somehow are. I might be going insane. How would I know? I'm also probably ruining everything and completely disrespecting Martin and violating so many morals or moral codes, but what does it matter now, to be honest? I already effed everything up. I've already let terrible things happen. I've already gotten him killed. And 
This made my heart ache with well, guilt when I noticed, but Martin entered my DNA into his security system so I could get in without alarms going off. And he did this weeks ago. The first time I snuck in here, I was already allowed in. Martin trusted me at least as much as I trusted him. More than he probably should have. Anyway, that's why I don't think he'd mind me going through his stuff now. This seems like something Martin was waiting for, for me to see the rest of his work. What else is going to happen to it, really? I don't like the idea of, of my best friend's life work to just accumulate dust and to be forgotten. And I don't think Martin liked that idea either. I'll remember it. Heck, maybe it can even help me out. Maybe I can use this to get justice. Or just closure. I have no idea how I'm going to do any of that, or what I'm even going to do with all this stuff, but it won't be nothing, that's for sure. Thank you for listening to Normally Ordinary. Today you heard the voice of Esther Reisenberger as Amelia Travis. If you like and want to support this show, please rate and review it anywhere you can and spread the word among your friends. And remember, behind every mask are hyena people.